Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our city campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. We're starting this year the same way we started last year, which I love. We're starting in the Psalms. And the Psalms are beautiful if you haven't read them. I really encourage you to go read them. But we're starting in Psalm 103. And let's be real from the start. I'm going to get a bit passionate tonight because God totally wrecked me over the last two weeks. He's totally wrecked me because I've read it over and over and again, and I just cannot get over how good it is. Um, Two weeks ago, I was asked to do this message tonight, and um, they said, uh, Cirque said, it's, you can choose any psalm and you can speak on whenever you like. And I don't even know if you know, but there's 150 psalms to choose from. And so it's a little bit overwhelming. So like any good preacher, I picked up my Bible and just started flicking through the psalms, hoping that something would jump out at me and it'd be like, yeah, this isn't the psalm you're meant to read. Um, that's not usually how it works if you didn't know. But psalm after psalm, I kept thinking to myself, everyone's heard this before. Um, how do I make it interesting? Where do I take this? What do I want people to take away with this? I genuinely don't know what will be new and exciting to talk about. And then God completely slapped me in the face. Metaphorically, of course, but it could have been physically because of how shook my body was. But I was so shook. It was so simple. It was so simple. And I was lying in my bed, completely convicted in that moment. And just, I just, I wonder, I wonder if tonight, maybe God wants to convict us all a little bit too. So will you pray with me before we start? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the beauty of your word. Thank you for conviction that we don't stay complacent in how we do this life, but we are filled with awe and wonder all over again. Lord, I just ask tonight that your Holy Spirit would do incredible things. Lord, um, I can try to convey what you've been teaching me, but ultimately it's just been the most beautiful personal encounters with you in the last two weeks that has just completely transformed my heart. And so tonight I ask the same thing would happen, that your Holy Spirit would just fill us all up tonight and would transform us, that we wouldn't walk out the same way we walked in, just as I have time and time again. Lord, please help me have clarity in my words because I could just talk about you forever, but I got 20 minutes. And so, Lord, just help me, give me wisdom, give me your words to say, not my own. Lord Jesus, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would do beautiful things in our hearts tonight. Lord, I'm really looking forward to the stories of how you're gonna do incredible things. We love you, Lord. We give you this time. In your name we pray, amen. Well, tonight, my biggest question for you, the bread and butter of the message is, have you lost your awe and wonder of who God is? Are you sitting in the routine of church, ticking your Jesus boxes every day, unexcited, uninspired, going with the flow? That's what I was doing And I think God wrecked me 
but he also wants us to set fires in our heart to kick this year off being passionate about who God is all over again. And so you don't have to listen to my voice for the next however long. I've asked the beautiful Sue Ann to come and read um, Psalm 103 for us. So will you welcome her up as she helps me? (laughs) You're amazing. Um, Psalms 103. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known all his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word, Praise the Lord, all his heavenly host, you, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. How beautiful is that? You're amazing, Sue Ann. Love you. Thank you. I called her, I messaged her at lunch today and she said yes. How good. Um, do you remember as a kid, I hope you had this too, but for me, um, do you remember ever playing make-believe? Do you remember what it was like using your imagination? I remember as a little girl, I would make up worlds in my mind and be con- completely transformed to them. Me and my bestie and our bikes, we were the baddest, coolest spies you've ever seen in that cul-de-sac, let's be real. We would fight bad guys and aliens, saving imaginary lives. And you know, you know that we were the coolest mermaids in our next door neighbor's pool. Like Cleo had nothing on us, but do you remember what it was like playing with dolls and sticks and trucks for hours? There was nowhere you couldn't go or you couldn't be or do anything. And as kids, we're filled with awe and wonder and it comes so naturally to us. But I, wanna, I wonder if we've kind of lost that a little bit. Do you remember as kids, did, how, how many of you grew up in the church? Any hands up? Well, if you didn't, that's okay, because I want to tell you a little bit what it's like. And as the kids faster, I feel like I'm going to do it in kids' style. So bear with me. Let's travel back to when we were 12. Get excited with me. I know it's different because you're adults, but get excited with me. I want to tell you what it's like. I remember sitting and hearing stories and thinking, wow, they're really cool stories. And then I only realized as an adult, wow, they're not just stories. They actually happened. Like, They actually happened, and these are crazy. So let me remind you, in kids' style, in the beginning, there was darkness, and then God spoke, and there was lights, and animals, and stars, and planets. There was fish, and birds, and mountains, and oceans, and there was humans, you and I. God literally breathed into dirt and dust, I remember thinking, that's a cool story, but look at this. 
he breathed life. He breathed humans into this. Like how crazy is that? Skip a few chapters. Do you know that there was this guy who really loved Jesus who made this massive boat and there were two of every animal, like every animal. That includes elephants and giraffes and lions and maybe penguins, who knows? That's a really big boat if you can't imagine it. And in the same story, God promises to never flood the earth again and puts a rainbow in the sky. How many of us have seen a rainbow? A rainbow is the exact same reminder, nice, I'm glad you've seen a rainbow, it's the exact same reminder as Noah saw back then. We're seeing the exact same thing. That's the promise of God in the sky that we see. Isn't that cool? There was this guy who loved God so much that he saw this bush that was on fire, not on like real fire, it was like Holy Spirit fire. And then God spoke out of the bush. I don't even know how that happens, but God spoke out of the bush. And then he went and to save all of his people, got this like staff thing, probably a bit less plastic than this, and then put it out and the waters of the Red Sea, like the Red Sea that we still have on the earth today, parted, like they just parted, like they walked along the bottom of the river and they just like either side, people walking a stick, pew, like how crazy would that have been? And then there was this other guy who loved Jesus so much that He led an army to defeat this place called Jericho. And he didn't defeat it by using swords and stuff. He just literally did this. Like he walked. He walked around this wall seven times and then no swords, no weapons of any kind, literally went and the walls just like down. Like, Like, can you believe that? This isn't just a story, like it actually happened. I just, I just cannot even deal. So I feel like my earrings are really annoying. Do you remember this little guy who killed this really big guy with a slingshot and a stone? A little guy with a big guy killed a stone. Sorry, this is, there we go. All right. Man, thug life. Okay. And then there was three guys. There was three guys who walked into a fire, like a burning fire that was so hot that the person outside literally burnt to crisp. But there was three guys in the fire and then there was four guys because then God sent an angel or himself. We don't actually know who it was, but there was four guys in the fire. Then they came out and their clothes didn't even smell like smoke, like nothing. And then the king was like, whoa, that's insane, which I would have agreed with. And then he was like, you will not um, worship this gold idol. You will worship the God that saved them from the fire, which is so cool. And then the coolest of them all, I've skipped a few. You can go back and read about the other ones. But the coolest of them all was this guy who came to a girl who never had sex before. She became pregnant. That's crazy. Just think about how crazy that was. She's never had sex and then she's having this baby because the Holy Spirit put it inside of her. She's 14, that would be terrifying, 14. Um, But this angel came and was like, I wanna tell you that this is sent from God and that everything will be okay. Crazy. And then this baby that she had in a manger, like we probably had better births than she did. But this baby who was born in a manger in a stable was the king of the literal universe. Like, did you guys see the sunset last night? 
It was so cool if you didn't. I'm so sorry. You can check my Instagram story. It's up there. Um, But the king, the guy who made the sunset was now on earth. He was on earth living amongst us. How, I just, I can't even deal. Um, And then he lived this perfect life and he died so that you and I could spend the rest of eternity with him. And he didn't just stay dead, he rose from the grave. Like he was dead, dead, like really dead. And then he wasn't dead. And he didn't just do that himself, he then did it to another guy before he died. He did it to another guy and raised him from the dead as well. And then he did all these other cool things in his life, like walking on water, like what? Like walking on water. And he saved people who were sick and blind. And he just did so many cool things. This God, this guy called Jesus, not just a story, it actually happened. And last week, I'm sitting in the Psalms wondering, how do I make this story interesting? Where do I take this? What do I want people to walk away with? I don't want it to be boring and tell them something they already know. He literally slapped me on the face and was like, boring. You're calling me boring, unexciting, not cool enough. And I just wept. And I have almost every day since that moment when Scripture and who God is becomes unexciting and just another thing in our lives, we should flee from that day because we are truly talking about tonight and every day the most incredible, loving, caring, powerful, wonderful God, Father, best friend, maker of this universe and confident. And David, little slingshot, kill big guy David, knew that. He was filled with awe and wonder. And the Psalms are a beautiful book where we get to see how good God is and how much he loves us. It's something we should never, ever get complacent with. It's truly remarkable. So I wanna ask tonight as we kick off 2023, have you lost your awe and wonder of who God is? I feel like tonight God wants us to put our egos aside, our adult worries, our negativity that comes from getting older and sit as children again and unpack this psalm with the eyes of a child as if we were listening to it for the first time. Are you up for it? Are you in? So I want you to open up to Psalm 103. If you have it on your phones, I really encourage you to open it up because it's good to look at it and see it with your own eyes, not just me say it from stage. I wanna ask, are you ready for God to work, to fill you with awe and wonder? Lord, I pray that you would fill us with awe and wonder tonight. Wreck me all over again if you want to. But we're gonna go verse by verse so you can see how special this psalm is. Are you ready? We're gonna take it slow and steady, but I'm gonna go quick because running out of time. Verse one, praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. 
When we worship God, it should be with everything that we've got, our inmost being. And David knew that God deserves all the glory, all the honour, all the praise, and he repeats it over and over again in this psalm, praise the Lord. And our soul, the word soul meant so much more to the people back then than it does to us now. Soul in Hebrew actually means nefesh. It's written over 700 times in the Old Testament. And today, soul kind of means this non-physical, immortal essence inside of us that is kind of trapped but is the only thing that really sticks around after we die. But that's not all it meant in biblical Hebrew. The most basic meaning of nefesh is throat. Sounds funny, but bear with me. When the Israelites were walking through the wilderness, they said their nefesh was dry. And when Joseph was being taken through Egypt and shackles around his neck, he said he had shackles around his nefesh. But it's not the only meaning. Since everything that comes in and out of our throat sustains our whole body, it can also be referred to as the whole person. So David is saying, let my entire being, my whole body, praise his holy name. And let me ask you, do you praise him with your entire being or do you have a Sunday faith? Do you just sing words that come up on the screen because that's what we do? Or are you fully engaged in the privilege of worshipping the God who did all of those things I was just talking about? Is reading the Bible something you tick off the list or does it give you life? Praise the Lord, my soul, and for that, oh, sorry. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Verse one, nice. Verse two, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. And here are all the benefits. Who forgives all sins and heals all disease and redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's wings. Let me read that again. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, and redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, and so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Everything we do wrong is forgiven. No matter how big or little, no matter how deep rooted or bad or shame-filled, it is gone in Jesus' name. He heals our diseases, not only in the physical, but in the human condition because of this broken world that constantly pulls us away from the Father. He continually draws us in. He can heal the disease of temptation in our lives, of pride and of rebellion in our heart. He heals our diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit? We talked about Joseph at the end of last year and how he hit the wall when he was in prison and he just, he was forgotten. He was left there. And we too can hit the wall again and again. And God has promised to redeem our life. 
He doesn't promise to, make it, promise to make it easy, but he does promise to be whole and he promises that it will be so worth living if we do it with him. He crowns us with love and compassion. Love and compassion are the very essence of who God is and he crowns us with it. I just curiously wanted to make sure what I thought crowns meant was actually what they meant. And obviously, they are more often than not put on someone's head as a position of power. Think about that a little bit. He crowns us with love and compassion. I don't know whether you've noticed, but there is so much power in love and compassion. There is so much power. And sometimes it's really hard to have love and have compassion. But the privilege is that God gives it to us as a sign of power, as a crown on our head so that we can go into the world and to anybody and everybody show love and compassion. There is so much power in that. He satisfies your desires with good things. I don't know if you know, but temptation is real. It's hard and it's really tempting. It's really tempting. But he promises us that his way is the best way. It's the best way. And all of our deepest desires, good and bad, will be satisfied when we put our trust in him. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Derek Kidner has this beautiful quote. I have a couple of his quotes in this, but he's saying that this line is not implying that eagles have the power of self-renewal, only that God renews us too. The very picture of buoyant, tireless strength, which Isaiah 40 verse 30 takes up. Isaiah 40, verse 30 to 31. Even the youth shall faint and weary, but the young men and the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wowzers. We're up to verse six. Woo. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He may known his way to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. We've just read about how God is so good to us as individuals, but what I love is here he's saying he is not just he doesn't just love individuals, he loves people groups. And bonus, he doesn't keep all good things to himself. It's not just a bonus, it's just the best thing ever. How good is it that God doesn't keep all good things to himself, but he makes it known to all of us how he is working. He's not a God who sits on the throne and looks down and says, figure it out, suckers. He comes down and he is amongst us and he makes his way known to us so that we can live in so much joy and so much wholeness with so much life. Okay, we're moving really quickly. How are you all going? Doing good? <laughs> I know you might not remember this all. I understand that. But I want, what I want to do by doing it this way, of going through it verse by verse, is I want you to see how much joy and depth there is in each part 
of the Word of God. It's so beautiful and that awe and wonder can truly seep into everything that you read. Even if it's not as lighthearted as this tonight, there's so much awe and wonder as you unpack in its entirety. And so I encourage you, if you're struggling to keep up or you're like, yeah, this sounds cool, I want you to go back this week and read it over and over again. Can I tell you that every time I read it, I found something new. And I'm not just like, sometimes I hear that from the stage and I'm like, that sounds nice. I just really, I really suck at reading my Bible. I'm not very good at it. I really like, I struggle with it. But I just read this one, I just read this one chapter for the last two weeks and just cried. (laughs) I just cried because God just did beautiful things. And I know he can do that to you as well. But let's keep going. Verse eight, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I was sitting in Nodo, writing this message, trying to not look like I was going through a midlife crisis because <laughs> I had tears running down my face. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. How many of us want slash need to be more like that? Compassionate, gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. This whole psalm, I keep asking myself, what did we do to deserve this? We are broken and continually make mistakes and are selfish with our time and our energy, doing what suits us and our needs. And I know people when people do things against me, it's really hard to forgive them, but our God does not treat us as our sins deserve. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. We continually sin, but nothing I mean nothing we can do can separate us from him or make him love us any less. Let me ask you, how can we not praise him with our whole entire beings for God that loves us that much for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. Wow. Heaven is a really long way away distance-wise. That's a lot of love. All right, I'm going to skip the next seven verses because we are running a little bit out of time. But please, please read them because they are truly amazing. But we're going to skip to verse 19. 
The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servant who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all of it. Again, I was reading commentary this week about this passage and I love what this, I love what this quote says. Try and wrap this around your brain. It's really cool. David celebrated God's secure reign from heaven. God is enthroned in heaven beyond the troubles and corruptions of this earth. It is established and will never be moved. I love that our God is God and nothing can come against him. The battle is already won. We don't have to worry about whether he'll be God today and not God tomorrow. He will be God for now and for the rest of eternity. And the God who is sitting in heaven loves us. What? Wow. How unbelievable is that? Praise the Lord This is cool. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all the heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. I love that David is calling out the angels to worship. What? We have the power to call the angels to worship. There's so much power in that. The little slingshot dude that slung his sling, slung his sling and hit the guy in the head and killed him. He's calling angels, angels, the heavenly hosts to worship and not just angels, but the whole entire earth. He is calling to a moment of worship. What power. Again, Derek Kidner says this, his song is no solo for all creation is singing or will sing with him, but his voice, David's voice, like all of our voices, has its own part to add, its own benefits to celebrate, and get this, its own access to the attentive ear of God. We have the attentive ear of God in everything we do, everything we say, and in worship. And then David finishes as he started. Praise the Lord, my soul, his whole entire being. Praise the Lord. I, I genuinely like read this. I, I, can I tell you, I read this and I was like, yeah, I've heard that before. That's nice. It's really nice. It's encouraging. But I didn't actually read it. I was just like reading words on a page until I like took it moment by moment and realized how much power there is when God just reveals himself to us. And I honestly, by the amount of times I would say, yeah, one a day, that I was wrecked by God, I was like, I don't know how to respond. (laughs) I 
I feel like my words are not adequate enough. My, like, it was a total enemy attack of me being not good enough. But I came across this, I was watching Passion Conference in the States and they sung this beautiful song, um, Nothing Else, and Sarah is gonna sing, a, sing it for us tonight. And it just put into words what I couldn't. And I really pray tonight that um, it would encourage your heart. And so uh, just as an, like just to start us off, um, I wanna be really, I wanna be really attentive to what the Holy Spirit does tonight. And to start us off, I would love Sarah just to sing it. And you might know it. And if you do, please sing along because it has the most beautiful lyrics. If you don't, I just want her to sing it over you. And for you to have a moment where all distractions are gone, where you're not thinking about how hungry you are or where you're going for dinner or what you're doing tomorrow, but you just sit in the presence of the God we just talked about, which is pretty cool. You just sit in the presence of God and ask Him to fill you. Ask Him to do something in your heart and I can guarantee He'll show up. Whether it's how you think it will look like or whether it's just the lyrics of this song that melts you like it did me. So however that looks like, whatever posture that looks like for you, I wanna encourage you to take a posture where you can just be you and God, whether that's on your knees, sitting where you are, standing, hands raised, whatever that looks like. Maybe you need to find a space on the back and just lie down, whatever that looks like. I want to encourage you as Sarah sings this song, just to remove distraction and encounter His presence. Let me pray and then we'll sing. Lord Jesus, I have been caught up in your presence this week so many times and I'm so grateful. There's literally nowhere else I'd rather be than the tangible presence of God that just tells me that I am valued even when I personally don't believe it, but you tell me I'm valued. You know that I'm loved. You just put purpose in my life. And Lord, tonight I pray that as each of us sit in your presence, we would be caught up. All distractions, everything that is trying to get in the way of our relationship with you would just be removed. Enemy, you have no place here. Get out in Jesus' name. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit would do beautiful things in our heart. Lord, we're expectant. Move powerfully, Jesus, we ask. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to get connected with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.